This episode of Street Focus is powered by FreshBooks. Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Today is a new installment of our Streets of the World segment, and I'm taking you to Washington, D.C., and your local guide for this new adventure is photographer Linford Morton. Welcome, Linford. How are you, and uh, how, is, uh, how is life out in D.C.? Thank you, Valerie. I'm doing great, and I love it here in D.C. I'm so glad to be able to share it with your listeners. Great. So tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your photography career, and, and things you do in D.C. photographically. I'm sure there's a lot of street photography, but other interests uh, as well? Well, you know, I, I, I think of myself as a second-generation photographer because like many of the folks who are out there who are shooting, I learned it from my dad, and I, I grew up with cameras all around the house. And when I went to college, I studied photojournalism. And that was the, when I really started my first formal um, exploration into photography. So I, I, I studied photojournalism and public relations. I had, there was an eight-year stint where I was, an, I was an army photojournalist. And after that, I was a PR guy uh, to earn a living for you know a good bit of my career. And then about five years ago, I, I started teaching leading photo tours. And actually, it started before that. I, I started a media group about eight years ago in Washington, D.C., because I just wanted to find other photographers who'd go out and shoot with me. And it's really um, changed the trajectory of my life because the business grew out of that and everything I'm doing. Um, and, and now I've got thousands of great photo friends. Yeah, isn't that great? I mean, that's how I started my my workshops as well. I was, I mean, I was a I was a working photographer commercially and then uh, just wanted to hang out with other photographers in my area. And then one thing led to another and, and it also changed my career completely. But what better thing to do than spend our free time with other photographers? Right. Other people who get it. Kindred yeah. spirits, I say. That's right. That's right. So tell me a little bit about your tours in D.C. Oh, well, my, my photo tours, I, I teach beginners and intermediate photographers how to take great pictures and we use the 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 picturesque sites of Washington DC the monuments the um, historic neighborhoods as our, as our backdrop in our classroom and so we walk around and you know we shoot I coach them on the spots and we see all the you know we've got no shortage of great locations to shoot here so it's a For fun sure. place to have this kind of a business Exactly. And uh, yeah, it's it's a wonderful. I was there only once and I can't wait to go again. I was so pleasantly surprised and uh, just it felt well, maybe because I'm French and the way the city is is laid out was very familiar to me. Pierre L'Enfant. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So so those tours, are they um, like half day tours, full day tours? Yeah, most of them are half day tours. I We'll we'll take about four hours for the main one, which is around the monuments, and then I do a street photography one, of course, in one of the historic neighborhoods called Dupont Circle, and I do other other genres like uh, we'll do maybe uh, lighting, getting to see light and mm-hmm. using light better, and then we'll do a composition. I do a composition and creativity class out in another one of the historic neighborhoods. So we get around the city and, and just try to learn our camera and still take in the beauty of D.C. 
That's great. Well, I'll definitely link all that information in the show notes. And so you're the perfect person to hit the streets of DC with. So let's get started. Okay. And uh, I, I've been in DC. I know it's fairly easy to get you know, in and out of the airports and public transportation is really good. So, uh, but, you know, I'll let you lead the way. I'm in D.C. for 48 hours. Where do I go? Oh, my goodness. Yes. So, <laughs> so if, if we're starting at the airports, the, the thing, we, we have three major airports that support the D.C. region. And when I say the region, uh, we, we consider part of Maryland and Northern Virginia part of the, the D.C. metro area. So we call it, you know, D, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. And so none of the airports are actually in D.C. proper, Correct. but they are out in the outskirts. If you're flying internationally, you're probably going to come into Dulles, Washington, Dulles International or BWI, which is the Baltimore, Washington International Thurgood Marshall Airport. And uh, those two are the international ones. And then you can just, you know, cab it into D.C. or take one of the shuttles. If you, you know, have a layover stop off somewhere in in the in the U.S., then you probably you can probably go into Washington Dulles, which is the closest to D.C. It's right across the river. And that one's probably the most picturesque of the three. So if I were going to try and get some shots in the airport on my way out, that one has, you know, very high ceilings, a big glass um, wall so you've got lots of great light coming in and and it's very spacious and it's just really beautifully done so you know th that's probably where i would start if i came in through um i'm mean, sorry reagan national airport mm -hmm. and then from there you, reagan national is actually on our metro line yes. um so you can just take the metro which is washington dc's uh, rail and bus system Metro rail and metro bus. If you're out, of, if you're out of the others, you can probably come in on uh, from Maryland on one of the sh one of the tr the train shuttles. So the, it's easy to get in and get around. We've got, as you said, a great uh, transportation system in the metro rail. It it goes. It's pretty extensive. It's very clean. It's safe, and and then the the it's also picturesque. So that's another bonus for us. Definitely. So I always try to stay in the heart of things. Um, and uh, even when I was in D.C. last time, I think we stayed <laughs> really close to the national capital. I mean, we were seriously within a few blocks. And uh, I find that it's uh, if you don't have to worry about public transportation, um back and forth, you're more likely to be out more and then maybe take right. a little break and then get out some more. Um, so there are plenty of Airbnbs and, and hotels. Hotels are, are quite, price, quite, quite pricey in D.C., though. Well, yeah, I mean, it, um, tourism is one of the, the major industries in, in the city and the region. So as you can imagine, when you have 20 million people coming into a city in a year, then then the the, the hotel industry pop you know sort of grows around mm -hmm. that, and and prices accordingly. But but as you said, you can do the Airbnbs. The, there are a lot of there's a couch surfing network that's pretty yes <laughs> pretty growing. vibrant here mm -hmm. as well. 
and and so there, there are lots of places to stay. And even if you aren't in the city proper, you can get in and out. Like if you if you stay right on the edge, yes. For instance, in Arlington, which is right across the river from DC, it's you know it's five minutes to get into the city from there. Exactly. That's what I found out last time. And I had opportunities to stay in a hotel that was actually right across the river, and uh, not knowing the city, I thought, oh, that's going to be inconvenience, inconvenient. But actually, I could have probably even walked the distance. It's really not that far and uh, and very accessible. Well, you could have walked. But <laughs> <laughs> no, not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it, but you're right. It, it is walking distance from some, some of the locations in Northern Virginia okay. um, to get her just across the river. What I love about DC transportation, too, is that we've got a really great bicycle system. And it's called Capital Bike Share. And they're these bright red bikes that you can you can rent to, to travel point to point anywhere in the region. And they're, in, they're so well integrated into the city that just about everywhere you'll go, you'll see a, a bike station. So you can, you know, go check out our, one of the red bikes, you know, ride to wherever you want to go. So if I were in, for instance, where you're staying, I'm pretty sure there's a, a capital bike share dock there. You take the bike, you ride into the city, you dock it at wherever you, you know, end up. And as long as it's within 30 minutes, you're going to be okay. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a really great way to travel and get some exercise, too. That's true. And when you're a photographer, it's nice that you're able to, you know, stop um, anytime and, and grab some shots and then get back on the bike. And it's a safe city, too, uh, to ride a bike. Because, I mean, coming from Europe, it's very intimidating to ride a bike in in Paris or, you know, in those major cities because it's they're not set up for, you know, with bike path. But um, I find that D.C. was actually um, a, a good city for that. And, and, you know, there's plenty of space for walkers and bikers. And they've done a lot in the last, I say, five or six years to help make it make it more attractive to bikers because they've added bike lanes in a lot of the roads there the city council has you know added some some more laws to make it um i guess to protect riders mm-hmm. if you will and so you can they want to encourage more people to ride and so they're doing a good job of creating a, an environment to make it attractive that's great so so where do i where do i start um the the logical place the mall but that where you'd you'd start your photo walk if you were in dc for the first time i I, you know so yeah that's a good a good point i tend to want to get the the must-have shots out of the way first yes and so i might go and the national mall is uh as you said, what D.C. is known for. You know, we, we get a lot of travelers there. It's, it's the seat of government. It's the, you know, the capital of the United States. But people are here just to see a lot of the monuments and memorials around the area. And as a photographer, you know, we do our photo tour around this cluster of monuments. There's the, the Lincoln Memorial, which is probably one of the most photographed locations in the you know in the world which is really cool but every time i go there i see a different way to look at it and 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 photograph it and think about it so you've got that and and around there you have some a lot of the war memorials so there's the korean war memorial there and then the the really moving one is the vietnam veterans memorial which includes the vietnam wall and a couple other um statues but 
when you're out shooting, I, I, what I like about the Vietnam Wall is that that's probably one of the more emotional yes. of the locations in that area. And so if you, as a street photographer or photographer in general, like I am, you're gravitating towards stories and looking for stories and the height of the emotion and the height of the action, you're bound to find something around there. You know, we have people who just who show up and for the first time and they're finding people they fought with and die, who died next to them, you know, back in the war. And it's emotional for them. Mm-hmm. And and what, what I like about that area is I've never met ever met one person there who, who didn't want to be photographed or, or minded. Let's put it that way. And I think, it, you know, again, like all street photography, if you approach with the right with their right motive and say, you know, I just want to honor you with a photograph. They've all been, you know, um, open to that. Okay. Yeah. It's all about respect and, and it's a good place to capture emotions for sure. It is. And and you might be just a little, because you, it's such a private moment that many people, many people might be sort of wary about, you know, taking the photograph, but, you know, I found that there, they most of them appreciate it actually mm-hmm. because you're helping them to tell the story and helping them to remember somebody who you know they you know they don't want the world to forget exactly that's a very good point so yeah i find that the well the national mall is actually it's a much larger surface than it looks when you it uh, is it's crazy when you look at uh uh from one end to the other it seems oh that's only a short walk but it goes on and on and on and on and you could definitely spend a day just going around it if you don't even hit the museums exactly with just without the museums just walking one end to the other you can it, it, it's quite a quite a bit of real estate and and you're right when you look at the map you don't really appreciate that um there's a World War II memorial at the other end of that, you know, in sort of cluster around the reflecting pool, which um, many people rec- recognize from night shots. And if, you, if you've got your tripod and you want to do some night photography, that's a great location. There's a, a lit, uh, two fountains that are lit, and they're just spectacularly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then the reflecting pool, of course, is an iconic scene for night photography as well because you can at either end get reflections of either the washington monument or the lincoln memorial in the reflecting pool so that's great too and i find that actually i never carry a tripod and uh, when i was in dc i did get a really good shot over the reflection of the washington monument and um there are plenty of walls everywhere where you can you know be creative set your camera somewhere and uh, you know benches or whatever so i always find a spot that you know that works (laughs) <laughs> right. And I take the gorilla pod with me too yeah. sometimes and that works. That's true. As you said, there's always something to wrap it around. Exactly. That's a good point. So where where do we go where do we go next? But you know, actually we're talking about the, the, the national monuments and and all those those huge buildings alongside the National Mall. Um they're great spots for minimalist street photography where really it's the architectural background that makes the shot but then you add the human element and I think that if you're patient enough you can actually isolate people depending on the time of day and how busy of the, uh, how busy the tourist season is but um, it's a great spot for that because you have those those amazing amazing buildings absolutely and and that's a very great point too because I think no matter when you go there there are always people 
and and they are in probably the best of moods because they're traveling on holiday and their vacation they're, they're relaxed and so you can get great photos there from you know with the backdrop of, as you said of these iconic buildings but really focusing on people and telling their stories i think it's just great opportunity all around from the Capitol all the way to the Lincoln Memorial. Definitely. And a lot of students, too. I know there were a lot of people playing soccer on the lawn. Mm-hmm. And so people just uh, sunbathing, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it was, um, it's just a great place just for people watching and and uh, and finding stories. Uh, that I did not expect. I thought it would be mostly tourists. But, um, well, the, the what is it? Um, George Washington University is that the name? Yes, yes, yes. is right there. So uh, lots and lots of students. Yeah, right up, right up Twenty Third Street. Mm-hmm. The other thing we get a lot of in Washington D.C. If you're looking for stories, are, are protests and demonstrations. You know, we're, we're almost immune to it here because we see so much of it. But again, if you're at one of these locations, it won't be uncommon to see the little slices of life, like a demonstration. Mm-hmm. A wedding, a proposal, <laughs> just exactly. About, yeah. Just about everything happens right in right in full display if you're walking around and paying attention. And that's the good time to um, uh, fine tune your photojournalist skills as a street photographer. You know, demonstrations are great uh, mm-hmm. storytelling events for sure. Exactly. You can get the the big picture and then the medium shots and the close up shots and really tell a story in a multiple of um, with with several images. Yes, exactly. Lots of lots of emotion too. Yeah. So so if I if I if I get away from the National Mall, where where would be a, a good spot for for a street photographer? So there there are a number of them. I you know Washington also when you get away from the National Monuments, we have these historic neighborhoods which are all have their own unique character mm-hmm. and and they they make for really great backdrops. Um, you know, I, I like to start in DuPont Circle, which is uh, a, oh man, well, there's DuPont Circle, there's Adams Morgan. Let's start with DuPont Circle. It, it's a circle, as, as the name suggests. But if you're there, there's a big fountain in the middle, and but you get all, it's very eclectic. You'll get a, just a range of people from people walking dogs to people who are working to, to um, uh, the trendy set. It's It's a... You know, the, there's a large international population. There is just about everything just, you know, sort of wandering and mingling through this one area. And if you just sort of, if you, this is not one where you want to go walk around and, and hunt and seek. If you just can, can sit still, you'll see something interesting within a few minutes. Yeah, they'll come a, towards you. You don't have yeah, to go look for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, what I, that's what I like about, about that area. That's where we actually do our street photography workshops. Uh, because there's there's so much to see there in just that one little uh, enclave. Okay, is so that one of your favorite spots for uh, it is, finding it is. interesting people? Yeah, it is. There's always someone interesting there. Um, and again, it, it's it's because it's so diverse, I think I, I like that area as well. And so it's everything from, you know, business people to people, kids just hanging out and just about everything in between. Yeah, great. That's awesome. And now if I go into, um, so if I keep going from there towards the, towards the river. Oh, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> of a, a spot that I really, really liked, and I can't remember the name of the neighborhoods, and I, I'm hoping it's on your list. So go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so, not... so, no, 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 no. That's, um, yeah, I hope it is too now. Um, <laughs> 
so there's DuPont Circle is 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 a popular one. Adams Morgan is one yeah. um, where it, it's there's more of an international flair there in terms of the restaurants and the businesses. And the people who hang out, and then it's 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 very busy. A great nightlife there. Lots of live bands and 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 you know different flavors of music as well as foods. And then the, the lots of bright colors and textures there. And so you know that for as a street photographer, that makes for really good great backdrops. If you have a wall of yellow, and you have you can be patient enough for someone with a nice contrasting color for sure to come through so you have lots of opportunities for that kind of thing and again it's one of those areas where, where people are usually very friendly as well so it's 18th and columbia and you just go down 18th street for that that main um um the, the, that's the main strip if you will and there's usually a lot lot to see there for a street photographer and that that's another uh favorite of mine as well mm-hmm Great. Any any um, special events happening throughout the year that you you think is a good time to uh, to come to DC? I mean, I'm sure there are the the parades and all that stuff, but um, things that are specific to DC. Well, next month we have the Cherry Blossom Festival, that's and right. that's that's very specific to Washington DC, and um, th- there are events hold held throughout the city for that, and. But but the, the the main attraction is usually around the Tidal Basin, which is uh, right in front of the Jefferson Memorial mm-hmm. and the FDR Memorial, and you'll see the whole Tidal Basin is wrapped with trees. And these were, you know, of course, a gift to the United States from, from Japan. And they they bloom, and they they they're only you, you gotta be you gotta be time it well because they only bloom for about a week that's right and, and one then, one bad storm and it's all gone that usually happens that usually ends it right so you'll have the peak week which is we all sort of wait and the national park service will announce about a month out when they think the peak week will be and they've like this year it's going to be april 11th through 13 they say and and it's just gorgeous and, and people just flock down there. The celebration lasts about four to five weeks, an entire month, and that's wow. always a great time to come to Washington DC. Yeah. Um so yeah, and, that, that that's that's unique to DC. And the weather is quite nice at that time. I was there in the spring when I and uh it's uh it's nice and, and pleasant and not hot yet because your summers are hot and humid. They can get brutal. Yeah. And they, they not just hot, yeah, humid more than anything else. Yeah. I, you know, I, I grew up in the South and I went to Louisiana and I, and I thought I'd left that when I moved up here, <laughs> you know, 20 something years ago. And I got here and it was like just as bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and, and, and humidity is, is hard. Uh, you know, not many people are used to that. And uh, I think that's harder to deal with than cold, even. Because um, you can't, I mean, unless you're inside in the air conditioning, there's just no way you can get comfortable. But some people get right. used to it. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're, you're either one extreme or the other. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I would like to take a moment to thank our sponsor for this episode of Street Focus, and that's our good friends over at FreshBooks. Working as a freelance photographer can be very stressful at times. I mean, the pressure is on. You need to consistently meet your client's expectation and go well above and beyond that. And there is nothing more frustrating than a client who doesn't pay you on time. That's why I'm happy to introduce you to FreshBooks, because it's the simple online accounting software that helps thousands of photographers like you and me save time billing and get paid faster. 
Creating and sending invoices online is really easy and you can capture and track your expenses right from your smartphone. And if you're like me, your smartphone is really like your office at all times. And the fact that FreshBooks is so easy to use is super important to me because I'm a creative and numbers are not my favorite things in the world. And if I can uh, remove that component from my workflow, uh, I'll be a lot happier and I'll, I'll make better work because I'm focusing on what really matters and that's making photographs. So I highly recommend you check them out. All you need is an email address and it's totally free for the first 30 days. Just go to freshbooks.com slash streetfocus to enter Street Focus in the How Did You Hear About Us section. It's that easy. So if I wanted to go a little bit more off the beaten path. Well, before we go off the beaten path, I would check out Chinatown. Oh, okay. Which is um, in in the heart of D.C. And it's uh, really, we should call it China Block because it's about a block long. Okay. <laughs> but it's, it's at, uh, you know, it, it starts in one of the, the, one of the busy intersections where you can find just a lot of a lot going on and then of course the backdrop there you know lots of colors and then the chinese lettering and all the walls there's a big um go, coming into chinatown there's a big arch that there's that sort of um like it defines, announces it yeah yeah it defines the area and this is where we do the, like the chinese new year parade and things like that so that's a, another great spot for people watching and that's one where you don't have to go hunting they if you just stand still and mind your business something will happen in front of you okay great great to know i missed that last time i was there so that will be mm-hmm. on my list yeah awesome and and then if you are you know off the beaten path would be just any of the you know other neighborhoods and you know an easy way to find it because there's so much historic historical significance like there's a group that called cultural tourism dc and they have these walking paths they've defined and they have you know signs and you can walk around like maybe five or six different paths and see where interesting things have you know happened and as you walk around a lot of these these side neighborhoods like you know three or four blocks going away from the um, convention center and 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 the thing about DC is that where we've got pockets of interesting. Yeah. So so you don't you say off the beaten path doesn't have to mean far away from something that's very you know popular. It can just be wandering three or four blocks away from it, and you end up in in an interesting neighborhood. And and all these neighborhoods are changing so much now. Um, it's it's really interesting. There's an H Street Northeast neighborhood, which is now going through it, just a, a major um, renaissance, if you will, change. And it's they're, they're putting in trolley cars, which which wow. that'll be an interesting thing to see and shoot as well. Nice. So how I mean, I was in D.C., as I said, for just a short time, I think it was four days and and stayed in in the busy part of the city. I felt it was extremely safe. Uh, There was but I know the neighborhoods of D.C. where you want to enter with caution, right? So, yes and no. Right. I think every city has. Yeah, you know the places where you you might you don't want to wander too far, mm-hmm. 
I think one of the interesting things about the way DC has been changing in the last 20 years. So when I got here in the early 90s, it was really known for having a lot of crime through the city. And since then, you know, they've redeveloped a lot of these areas. So a lot of the places where if you if you showed up in 1991, I'd say, Valerie, don't you dare go over there. Oh, really? Okay. So <laughs> now now you can. It's gentrified. And, and, it's gentrified. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. and, and so a lot of this, the city is turned over. And it's, and it's always been safe, for instance, around like the major if there's a lot of tourist traffic that normally goes through there, you better believe it's safe yes. because you <laughs> know we have, oh, yeah, we have like five or six jurisdictions of police, you know, all <laughs> clustered in one area. You know, the park police, the Capitol police, the metropolitan. You know, they, they look out for it. And, and if you do something stupid, they'll all be, they'll be all over you because. Again, this is where the city makes its money, so they protect that, you know, pretty vigorously. That's right, and I was so struck as how at how clean it is. Yes, it that that was extremely impressive. For I mean, it's a large city with lots and lots of people, and I mean, you, you don't even see a cigarette butt on the on the sidewalk. How do they keep the city that clean? They have this this group, and I forget the name of it. They wear this. They wear red. And I see them out there, and they are sweeping up and cleaning up all the time. And they're almost like little ambassadors for the city because you can ask them for directions, and they'll stop and whip out a map and and get you where you need to be, but still keep things, you know, looking really nice. And and I I think even on on the metro rail subways, you're not allowed to eat there, or because of course that helps them to keep it cleaner. And so, like a lot of other larger cities, it's it's comparatively, I think it's very clean and very safe. As you said, I had that, imp- that impression when I went to D.C., I, I remembered, you know, the, probably in the 90s where people say, oh, this is not safe because you always heard news of mm-hmm. crimes. But I was like, what are they talking about? <laughs> it is very right. safe. So things have changed a lot as well. Right. That, that's good. And then there's uh, the historic U Street. I almost forgot. We've got a lot of, you know, great historic um, neighborhoods yes. that U Street's another great one, which was known as the Black Broadway back in the 50s and 60s. And oh. uh, there's, and folks had to dress up and wear a suit and tie to go out. And a lot of the whole jazz clubs group came up there. And now they're still there as long, alongside with trendy clubs and restaurants. So that's another great area to, to people watch and, and photograph as well. Great. That's awesome. Now, um, I was uh, I found that little market and, and you'll have to refresh my memory. I don't remember what it was called, but it was an indoor market. It was just beautiful. And it Eastern? was behind. Yes, that's it. Behind the National Capital weighs maybe a mile. Right, right. That's on my list as well. Eastern, okay, Mar- Eastern Market is um, on, on weekends, especially is, is very. I don't know if you, you were there on a weekend, you said? Yes. Okay. Yeah, beautiful. Um, Capitol Hill is another great neighborhood, and that's the area just surrounding the the, the, the national capital. And then um, about eight or nine blocks down from that, we have the Eastern Market, which is uh, an open-air market. And as you said, there's an indoor building on mm-hmm. weekends. There are tents and, and all kinds of um, vendors there selling everything from furniture to fruit. Yes. And it's, 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 it's really a fun place to photograph people. And then right right down the street from that, on down 8th Street, there is sort of like an old, uh, the, 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 going down to the Marine Corps barracks. That area is a great place for a photo walk as well. We've done that a number of times with my meetup group. 
Great. Yeah, that's Eastern Market. Now I remember lots of great food, lots mm-hmm. of cafes in the area, and, and right. a lot of local people. That's what I liked about it. It didn't seem to be the touristy spot. I think it was mostly locals and, and a lot of residential areas around around there with beautiful homes. And I, I really enjoyed walking through those those streets, you know, uh, off the main avenues and uh, where people live. Yeah, lots of great architecture around there, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I haven't even, you know, um, I don't have an architectural background, but you can just tell when you look at the built the structures that they are, you know, really you know, built with care and very, very distinct looks. Yes. Um, one of my photographer friends went and took an architecture course so he could, you know, better photograph these things. And I'm always amazed with he gives me the history behind lots of these buildings. Yeah, that's interesting. That, that's for sure. Um, so what? where else would you say a street photographer should should go with a limited time in the city. Right. I mean, if you hit a lot of those neighborhoods we talked about, you can burn up 48 hours very easily. <laughs> yes. Right? And that's a lot have, of walking. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you ride the bike back and forth and you, you'll kill two days doing that. I haven't even mentioned Georgetown, which is what most people you know, also knew Washington, D.C. for. That's the, one of the more upscale neighborhoods. Yes. And you have cobblestone streets. Beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful architecture as well. Um, you know, there's just no shortage of interesting things to, to photograph. Um, you know, getting outside the National Monument, hitting all, hitting, if you just hit these, I guess, four or five neighborhoods we talked about. Um, and then again, they're the, they're the, the, the museums. We haven't mm-hmm. even gone inside the museums of the National Zoo, which, is, which are all free. Um, which is wonderful and actually Mm -hmm. on a bad weather day uh, you know do some photography and some of the you know street photography inside the museums is that allowed in DC as far as you know it is it is is here Um, too and I do that I I work on museum series all the time because it's always interesting you know people and you know looking at art can make some really good subjects and uh, when the weather is really cold and you want to shoot inside that's a good spot good place to, to be Air and Space Museums, both we have two, which are really, yeah. really fun and, and open and spacious to shoot. So there's the Botanical Gardens, which is, you know, in a cold, yucky day. It's nice and warm and balmy in there and good good things um, to see. So, uh, and then, of course, there's the, the cath- National Cathedral, which mm-hmm. if, you, if you can get inside there, it's beautiful as well. Yeah. The light's never the same ever, twice ever. Oh, that's wonderful! Like and yeah, you can get those sun sun rays through those those glass windows. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wonderful! Wow, you make me want to go back soon. Ah, come on down, <laughs> we'll host you. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, it's always fun. I, I really recommend uh, you know people visiting a city to uh, to hire a local guide. You know, it's so mm-hmm. well worth the the, the money um, to because it's so easy to to try to want to see too much and then you kind of miss it all or try to take pictures of everything and then you go home with just a bunch of mediocre pictures that don't really link you know there's no story so going with a local guide whether a photographer or not is always a a good good thing because you learn a lot about the history and such a much more enriching experience to any uh trip whether it's photography or not 
I do that a lot for travelers. I, 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 it's, it's, I, I get quite a bit. People, you know, I mean, as you said, I'm here for 48 hours. I'm here for a day. Yeah. I've got an afternoon off from my, con- my conference or convention. Take me to the, the must-see places. And so we just jump in an Uber and we just we get around the city yeah. and, and take them to um, all the great locations. I, I did that when I came out to Paris in your neck of the woods, mm-hmm. actually. I, I had a guide take me around to make sure I didn't miss anything because – when I looked at the, as you say, you look at the map and it just looks so overwhelming. You think, I'm going to waste all my time getting to all the wrong places. <laughs> That's right. And uh, and DC is manageable. I mean, it's big, but it's not. You can easily. It's a walk. It's a very walkable city. It is. Yeah. It is. Sure. It's it's not sprawling like some cities. Mm-hmm. Like if you've been to Houston, everything is an hour's drive away, um, and which is why I think the the bike, you know, the capital it's, bike yeah. share works so well because. Uh, you know, there are times when I know that, you know, taking a train from one spot to the other might take me 20 minutes, but for five minutes, I can just ride downhill and park the bike and move and, and still cover, you know, the distance I need to cover. Exactly. And not miss anything on the way. <laughs> no. Right. Kind of, you know, cameras on my back so I can just park and shoot if I need to. Yeah. Any, any photography, exi- ongoing photography exhibits that you would recommend? Um, oh, one more thing before I, before I get to that. On Sundays, there's a, there's a Meridian Hill Park has a drum circle. It's been going on for like 30 years oh. where they play African drums and they dance. And it's just uh, the energy in that area is really is just um, you can almost feel it. And uh, so you see them, they're doing the old drums and they're in a big circle just like they would back in you know, the Congo, I guess. And then the people doing African dances and it's, and it's, you know, really big and is and lots of photographers go there and shoot. As a matter of fact, you start hearing them when you're about five, six blocks away They're you know, they get that, that loud and into it. And that's usually on Sunday afternoons in Meridian, Meridian Hill Park. Oh, that's great. Now, what was the question you just asked me? Um, I forgot. <laughs> oh, that's right. On photography exhibits. Yes. <laughs> if you come in November, there's a group called Photo Week DC, and it's photo with an F. Okay. And they had they turned the entire city for an entire week into all things photography. Oh, nice. And, and they take over the Corcoran, which is one of the the, the, the big um, museums here for, for the arts. And they have walks and exhibits and and lectures and speaking. And, you know, they have lots of contests during that time. So you can, you can enter. I, I, we did this one really cool thing one year. They had uh, this, this uh, it wasn't quite a contest, but they said on a Saturday night between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., go out and photograph someone and bring it back to us. And then they had photo editors who who looked through your images, juried, Printed one out on a large piece of paper. You signed it, and they hung it on the wall. So everyone who participated got to see their 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 person hanging on the wall, which oh, is fun. really a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's great. And then there is uh, any um, what's that museum right on the National Mall about? Um, is it a photo journal? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, the museum. The, the museum. That's it. Is that? Would you recommend that? I know that one is yes. not free. I remember that. No, no, that's about twenty bucks, I yeah. believe. Yeah. But but it, it's, I I think for for creatives like us, you, mm-hmm. you there are always some ongoing either in there. There's a there's a, uh, that's right. There's the ongoing um, Pulitzer Prize exhibit there. Okay. Yes. Oh no, that one is very moving. 
And so all the Pulitzer Prize winning images for the last 50 years or so are there. And they are accompanied by the stories of the photographer, which I think is a very... I, I like that angle mm-hmm. so that you, you can actually see what the photographer was thinking about when they he or she captured, you know, this, you know, what, what, what many of them are very iconic images sure. that documented lots of the, you know, the major events of the world. Mm-hmm. And so that one is always ongoing and, and it's worth it. It's and talk about emotional. You feel like your, your heart's getting ripped out as you walk through there over and over again. Yes. Because, you know, those are the kinds of images that win posters. That's right. Exactly. And so that's the museum. That's right. I forgot the, what it was called. but Yeah, right. the, the Museum of News. Yes. And, and, then, and then, of course, there are other, you know, exhibits that are, you know, trans, more temporary. I think one time I was there, it was like a sports photographer's exhibit there. And there's one for Katrina and all the photo- photographs for Katrina. And so mm-hmm. there's always something interesting there to inspire a photographer. Great. Well, that's so awesome. Thank you so much, Linford, for taking the time to uh, to walk us through through your city. I can I can feel the passion, and <laughs> that's what I like to hear. So awesome. now, and and you have a blog. You have such you have. There's so much information <laughs> that you you have out there for anyone visiting the city and photography in general and tutorials and so forth. So where can people uh, go to find out more about you and your services? Well, this year I started a podcast as well, a podcast and blog at shutterbuglife.com. It's for those of us who are who eat, sleep, and breathe photography. I think mm-hmm. I saw you said you you breathe, you live pixels or something <laughs> like that. I live and breathe in pixels. Live and yes. breathe, yeah. So yeah, we, that that kind of stuff. We relate to that, and right. it really grew out of the meetup. I, I I told you I started about eight years ago. And we have several thousand photographers that we get out very, very often. It's Shutterbug Excursions. And, uh, you know, so anyone who's coming into D.C., please feel free to look us up. And, and you know, there are always kindred spirits. We're always out shooting. And there's always somebody who who will be happy to go out and shoot with you. And then I so I do that there. And, and I talk about photography and there as well. Photo Tour D.C. is where I teach. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't even talk about the, for street photography. I, I'm more of a street portrait kind of guy, and I okay. do 100 Strangers DC. Oh, that's um, right. So, yeah, I saw so. that. That's great. Yeah, a lot of people like those projects. Actually, I just interviewed someone in Canada who will be talking about his 100 uh, Stranger portrait uh, for a special episode, and uh, it changes people's lives. You know, to work on those projects. It can. You yeah. meet so many interesting people. You don't realize. What I found is the stories that are just just around you that you you don't know until you stop someone and ask them, you know, mm-hmm. who are you and what are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a lot of people, it's a hard thing to do, but it it's also very addictive. And once you start, <laughs> you can't stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so. great. Well, thank you so much, and uh, I'll definitely uh, call you before my next DC trip. Please do. <laughs> Please do. We'd be happy to host you here. Thank you, Linford. And we are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. I would like to thank FreshBooks for making this episode possible. Please, please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show and to check out Lin- Linford's work and um, 
Also, all the links to his uh, his show, his website, his tours, in the show notes for the DC episode. Also, go over to Google Plus and join our growing Street Focus community there. And if you enjoy the show, share the love, and don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. My name is Valérie Jardin, and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab that camera and hit the streets. Hit the streets.